All right, college baseball fans, here we go. Regional selection show Monday. And boy, do we have some hot takes for you. And I wrote them all down. I uh, just spent about a couple hours after selection show. And uh, there's a little bit of Twitter beef, I guess, out there in the college baseball world. But we're back. Dimitri, we're going to go straight down the bracket. Left side first, right side after that. Wait, hold on. When was the last time we recorded? Thursday. Thursday. So a lot of shit has happened between now and Thursday. But I was just going to say, before we get into it, I just want to talk about just a few things real quick. Go for it. Floor is yours. The first thing, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is, well, first of all, you were, um, you were out and about this weekend, huh? Yeah, I flew over to, uh, to Baltimore and Annapolis, Maryland. Went to a naval graduation. It was badass time. I mean, it was dude, amazing. Memorial Day weekend at Navy. It was sick, dude. Sick. It was sick. Um, a lot That's of sick. A lot of cool stuff happened, but yeah, did you feel keep... like you were? Did you feel like you were overdressed, underdressed? How? How? What was the vibe like, dude? I so I went in there with a the plan, like don't be underdressed, and turned out I was pretty much a little overdressed, but. That's okay. You never want to be the guy that's underdressed in those situations. Never, never. You'd rather be overdressed than underdressed always. But, so, okay, moving on from that, I just wanted to ask you how that was. But, dude, New Jersey Institute of Technology and Stony Brook. Boy, is there some drama. There is so, some real drama there. So, when, it first, when I first found out what happened, I kind of, you know, I maybe maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. I was like, congratulations to New Jersey Institute, like your first time ever going to the postseason. That's fucking awesome. But I was like, yo, you got to, you, I'm pissed off from Stony Brook because the original report or like news that came out of that was field with no light, bunch of rain. Stony Brook wanted to play. America East canceled the final, the championship because Stony Brook was up one nothing with bases loaded in like the fourth inning and their best hitter up. They're like, three or four hole hitter up. So they were in the meat of their lineup. Probably going to get another run or two. You never know. They could have scored five. You never know. Or they could have gotten none. But in a situation like that, and then to get it all taken away and not even make the postseason, that sucks. That it really sucks. sucks. If I'm a senior, if I'm a senior and I'm, my college career is over on that, I'm, I'm living. But so we, I jumped the gun a little bit on there. But you know what? Even even if there was more info to it, it was still a bullshit way to end a conference tournament because you, you there's always the saying, may the best team win. And in this situation, I don't know if the best team won. Maybe they did, maybe the best team advanced because Stony Brook won the regular season by like five games, dude. Like it wasn't even close. They were no doubt the okay. best team in that conference. Yeah. So New Jersey, you know, they won, I guess they won the game in the tournament. They were undefeated in the tournament. So they got awarded the automatic bid. But more information came in. And there's something some juicy to do info. With strangulation. Something to do with <laughs> strangulating an umpire into a brick wall. Something to do with Stony Brook didn't want to play, but New Jersey did. And I'm sitting here like, okay, so now this sounds like a two-sided story. But, dude, if, if that's true... That the, he strangled an umpire, get the fuck out of here. You, yeah, go home. Yeah, so I was confused on that. We had a few people tweeting at us and then a couple people DMing us. So they're going to remain nameless, like all anonymous. But they all seemed pretty close to the source. And, and what turned out was, was it Stony Brook's head coach and uh, an umpire got into like an altercation and grabbed him by the neck and slammed him against a brick wall. And the American East pretty much said we're going to keep this story covered, but you guys are not advancing. Like you're going to ultimately forfeit the game, but we'll just label it as rain. And if that's and the that's case, that, if that's the case, that, bro, that, that is terrible. So like, I don't know if they can't say anything because all of a sudden it's a, like a criminal investigation or something, but I feel like there would have been something of something mentioned about like, like, in an abnormal activity or like unfortunate circumstances has forced us to cancel the championship game, you know? And again, we don't know any of this as facts, but when multiple people tell us the same thing, it's, it's a, like a sketchy situation. Don't you think Kendall Rogers or D1 baseball or somebody on a more national scale 
would have been on top of it if if a head coach from a D1 program strangled an umpire. Yeah. Don't you feel like that? Yeah, and I hope it's not the case because, I mean, if it is, like, that's big-time trouble. Like, that's more than NCAA trouble. That's, like, legal tr- trouble. You're going to jail. And you know what I'm saying? Know. Like, like that's yeah. why I'm, like, where is the outrage? Where is the national coverage of this? Because you know how today's social media is. The video would have already been out. If there was video, I don't know. Somebody said there's video, and I haven't seen it. So I'm sitting here like, if this actually happened in today's world of people posting shit to get retweets and stuff, this video would have been out real quick. Yeah. And also, like for the listeners, like don't get mad at us for talking about it. We're only talking about it because multiple sources told us about it, and they seemed close. Like we're not accusing anybody of anything. We're very indifferent in this situation. All we're saying is the whole yeah, situation yeah, yeah. was it unfortunate. Affect- it doesn't affect I'm us, not, but. Yeah. It's we not were, like I'm going to be disappointed if one thing happened and the other thing. Like, I care less. Yeah. But if he strangles a guy, yo, like, that's, a, that's, that's wild. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, uh, um, and yeah, whatever. But moving on, um, something else this weekend that happened. How about the freaking pandano- or pandemonium in Ruston? Like, just an incredible Old conference tournament. Legit. Old Dominion is legit. Southern Miss had to throw a shortstop out there in a game he's never pitched in and lost to Louisiana Tech. A lot of walk-off wins, a lot of late-inning excitement. Uh, I thought that was overall the best tournament, like from start to finish. And Old Dominion comes in now, host not hosting a regional, but as a one seed in South Carolina's regional and because they went and won the tournament, which they needed and to do. And Louisiana Tech out of nowhere got a hosting spot. Yeah. Like them beating Southern Miss literally – gave them a hosting spot yeah and does it kind of seem like the committee maybe put louisiana tech in a hosting spot just for the stadium and the story uh about it getting destroyed a couple years ago and having to get rebuilt kind of feels like they rewarded them over a team like gonzaga to to host a regional now there was like real possibility that like maybe a team like oklahoma state could come in and like be the one seed and louisiana tech is a two seed like that was a viable option coming into today but I, no. thought, I thought, I mean, shit, I thought it would have been perfectly valid and fair if Nebraska got the one seed in Ruston. Yeah, or NC State, somebody like that. But they, they gave Louisiana Tech the one seed. And I mean, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think like there's no right answer, no wrong answer. But we're going to talk. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about every regional and like kind of our thoughts yeah, and all yeah, that. We'll, we'll get. Um, the other, the, I mean, some other crazy things was like the Northeastern hit a walk-off bomb to go to the postseason. Samford hit a two-run homer to tie it up, and then another two-run homer to walk it off in the ninth to win the SoCon. Um, Jacksonville comes and wins the A Sun after going like two and Jacksonville fifteen I mean, or two and eighteen in conference play, sixteen and thirty-two overall. They that they were. 16 and 32 overall now, but their record going into the tournament was horrendous. I think they were like 10 and 30 or something along those lines. They were last yeah, I mean, place. They were, I think they were 11 and 31. I mean, shit, dude, they were in our bottom 10. <laughs> yeah, they were. And so was, um, didn't another team from the bottom 10 earlier this year make it? Maybe, I don't remember who, maybe not. So. Southern, Southern was in it. Southern was never in the bottom town. Southern, the Jaguars were definitely in it, I think, at some point. We'll go back and look. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, um, yeah, I mean, the only the, I'm trying to think of some other. Duke ran the table. Wiles. Same with Arkansas. Arkansas runs the table. Dude, 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 if they win the national championship, they're a top five team all time. No, maybe, no Maybe top two or three. I can't think of any off the top of my I'm head. I'm just saying top five. Just no debate. Yeah, just to be safe, but I mean, holy shit, they they do, they just beat everybody. They they willingly can win a game whenever they want. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, just the most complete team in the country by um, far. I mean, dude, Presbyterian was horrendous. They won the Big South. I mean, I had I had a coach from Campbell text me and was just like, dude, they just had our number. Um, he was just like. Presbyterian wasn't, you know, anything special. They, he was just like, dude, against us, they were incredible. And that's how the postseason tournament. So they Playing good baseball one day. at the right time, yep. 
they just wake up one day and all of a sudden they know how to hit, they know how to pitch, they know how to do everything. And the coaches are like, where the hell has this been all year? <laughs> yeah. And, and so what we're going to do now is we're just going to go straight down the bracket, left side of the bracket. First, we're going to break down all 16 regionals, our initial reactions, our thoughts. We're not making picks though. We're going to save our picks for the next episode coming up on Thursday. We're I going- do need time to research and make accurate picks. Yeah, me too. And I want to see like it, everything comes down to it. Like you got to think about like time of day being played, uh, starting mat. Like you don't know what pitchers are going to throw sometimes in uh in these situations like the four seed might throw their second overall pitcher maybe third overall pitcher not try to match up one uh one v one but and the same thing with like one seed so we have to see pitching matchups and and things like that but uh i'm i'm ready to get into it you ready to start we'll start right here i'm ready with the biggest surprise of the the tournament like arkansas is the one seed really shocked me i I did I, (laughs) i can't even complete that sentence without laughing I mean, it was no, no question. You're trying to make a joke. You're trying to make such an obvious joke that it's not even funny. Like, oh my God, Arkansas, the one seed caught me by surprise. It's like so badly obvious (laughs) that it's not even funny. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, whatever. Do you remember, do you remember like a month ago, people were like, oh, Arkansas should like, they lost the game to whoever. They shouldn't be number one. Looking back on all that, those were all stupid takes. They should have been number one on february 19th yeah and obviously there was times where like vanderbilt should have been number one though and like i think the way like ole miss started like they i think were number one for a little bit but yeah the last two months of the season it was like without question arkansas number one now the big thing in this regional we have nebraska as a two seed and they got screwed man they got flat out screwed I think it's fair to say not only did Nebraska get screwed, but Arkansas kind of got screwed. Right. Oh, yeah. Handed the number the number one team in the Big Ten. Any other year, the number one team in the Big Ten is probably hosting. No doubt. No doubt about it. And so Arkansas kind of gets screwed having Nebraska, who I think is top two or three. They're not the number 31 team in the country. Right. They're they're a top one or two two seed out there and then like northeastern we've seen play really good that's a legitimate team with some pro prospects they're the three seed and the new jersey institute of technology they're either the worst second worst or third worst team in this tournament i'm really happy new jersey got sent to fayetteville because they got handed an automatic bid versus with stony brook and they're going to go out there and get absolutely pummeled and this is going to be like yeah you have no business being here (laughs) just punish them but at the very least they're going to get one of the best experiences in college baseball oh my god yeah they're they're getting lucky they get to play in bomb stadium these kids were pumped up whenever like whenever they saw arkansas on the selection show they had a little cut to new jersey institute technology they were pumped they were clapping they're like let's go let's go to Fayetteville. not because they know they're going to win but because i'm if i'm new jersey institute i'm like Fuck yeah, we'll get our ass kicked. We'll probably go two and out in the tournament. But then when Arkansas wins the whole thing, hey, we played Arkansas that year. Then they had a top five team in the country. Or 10 years down the road, Arkansas, the number, like ranked number three all time greatest team, New Jersey, to say, hey, we played them in a regional. Yeah. And it's one of those where when you're the four seed at Arkansas, when you lose game one, that's okay. When you come back in the elimination game, everybody in the stadium is rooting for you. They want to see New Jersey Institute of Technology win. Same thing happened yeah. with like Central Connecticut a few years ago at Arkansas. Yeah. Become fan favorites. They want to see them do so. They're going to have a home crowd rooting for them game too. No question about it. Now, moving down, we got the 16 regional, Ruston, Louisiana, where Louisiana Tech is the one seed and the host. Now, they get a tough matchup here, but it's well deserving. NC State's been one of the hotter teams in the country, come in as a two seed and I think just looking at it on paper, NC State's the favorite in that regional. Would you argue with that? I think it is. I I, I think I'm on the same page as you there. I think NC State is the favorite to win that regional. Yeah, and then the biggest shock to most people in on Selection Monday, the three seed Alabama sneaks into the tournament, and although they weren't the last team in, according to the committee, they were one of the last five in or last four in, whatever they do. I mean, they were they were they were in the last four in. Yeah. And 
So Alabama definitely solidified their spot, I think, in the selection committee's eyes whenever they won a couple games in the in the SEC tournament. Ben, they got in because of their strength of schedule, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and the way that the selection because chairman... Georgia, the way the selection Georgia chairman described how they record. got in, they were he said, "Well, it was Alabama's strength of schedule, and uh, well, that's about it." Like he was so awkward, it was painful to watch. But, I mean, dude, Georgia had one more win in the in regular season. They did better in the tournament, right? Georgia, Georgia, and Alabama did similar in the tournament, right? I think Georgia only won one game. Georgia beat LSU. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, so and. Georgia had the win of series win over Vanderbilt. They never got swept all year. They won a game every weekend, if not two. They won a game at Arkansas. They had that series. They had that series won. Yeah, they did. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, I mean, Georgia, I think, is by far and away the better team than Alabama, but they put them in because of strength of schedule, which I'm just sitting here like one year you guys talk about strength of schedule. The next year you say, oh, you schedule the hard schedule, but you got the win game. And I'm like, dude, we can't keep going back and forth on this. Pick one and stick with it. It's so like subjective. It's ridiculous. So, I and think then, I think I I mean, just from a pure stamp, from just from like a, I don't know what you want to call it. Just keep just keeping things in order and correct. I hope NC State pounds them. Yeah, I hope I hope Alabama goes two and barbecue, just gets out of that tournament real quick and. Ryder comes in as the four seed. I think this is kind of a lucky draw for Louisiana Tech because there's some four seeds out there who are pretty competitive that you would imagine would go to the 16 overall seed. And Ryder, I would see I would see them as a bottom five team in this tournament. And so Louisiana Tech kind of gets hooked up. This might be a situation where Louisiana Tech maybe doesn't throw their ace. Maybe they throw their number two or three to try to win this thing, you know, the next day against NC State and down the line. I don't see any circumstance where Ryder's going to be able to compete with Louisiana Tech, and I, you know I think it's I think it's a nice matchup for Louisiana Tech to throw somebody else besides their ace. I think I think what's crazy so Arkansas Fayetteville and Rustin are paired up for the Super Regional, and dude, I mean I think I think Arkansas it got a decent matchup in terms of the Super Regional, but yo. Louis, I mean, Louisiana Tech already played Arkansas this year, and they played them tough. So, and then you got NC State as well. So, I mean, I think Arkansas got a decent matchup in terms of a Super Regional, but I think it could have been done better. Right, right. Now, moving down the so, list, we got the, the Palo Alto-Stanford Regional here. Stanford comes in as the number nine overall seed, and pretty, pretty competitive regional here, really, with UC Irvine, who's – been really good this year pretty consistent nevada can really swing it and then north dakota state's a 41 win team and of course we haven't watched as much west coast baseball dimitri as most people probably thought we did uh, i didn't watch much at all to be honest but stanford really I, watched, consistent. I watched a pretty good amount of west coast yeah but not like compared to what you watch for like east coast southern like central I feel like you watched. No, but I think I watched a good enough amount of like West Coast baseball over the whole course of the season to know that UC Irvine is a really, really good team. And the Big West and every Nevada, year, Big West every year always brings a team to a super regional, at least one. Now, the Big West is down compared to recent years. But I mean, like, I, I can see. No, dude. Long Beach had an argument to get in, but they they didn't they played like no out of conference. I thought I thought if the season would have been a week longer, Long Beach would have been a lock to get in the tournament. They just didn't have fall ball, so they started out slow. They didn't start until March 10th. The Dirtbags were playing some of the best baseball in the country, and they did not get in. They weren't even a, they weren't even a last four out or first four out, were they? They weren't a last four. So yeah, I mean, I think Stanford got. A, a low-key, hard-ass regional. I yeah, mean, and let's talk about North Dakota State. I mean, that's a 41-win team. They they play well on all sides of the ball. I was looking at their stats earlier. Like, they're going to be a tough four seed coming in there, pretty hyped up against Stanford. Now, Stanford – Wait, do you say 41-win team? I, I mean, I just see 38. I mean, I could be wrong. I swear I saw them at 41 wins earlier. Well, either way, they're, they have both. 
They played 55 games, and they're, they have not played a single game against the top 50 quad one team. So that's either a team that's actually not very good, or we just don't know how good they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched them play. I was just looking at their stats earlier. Uh, but Stanford has been way more consistent than I thought this season. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I'm on the Stanford hype train. They have some they really good – yeah, they, they have some really good series wins. They didn't lose series all year. Right. And that's hard to do. And then with the Pac-12 bringing six teams or seven teams into this tournament, not losing a single series is – Yeah. But anyway, impressive. so I think I think that regional is pretty good. I don't think it's one of the toughest, but I think it's low-key a pretty tough regional. Yeah, and it's going to be a fun one to watch because it's going to be starting at like 7 p.m. or let's see, 8 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Eastern, I believe. So it's going to be one of those like after hours, like stay up late, watch them. And those those regionals always have crazy moments to them, whether it's walk-off hits or a team blowing a lead. Yep, yep. Every year, I feel like, and, and Stanford's regional for sure. But so that one, that regional gets paired up with the surprising eight seed, the eight national seed, in Lubbock, Texas for Texas Tech. Now, did you see Texas Tech becoming a national seed at any point? I certainly didn't. I thought Notre Dame was for sure getting a national seed. That was one of my big notes I wrote is, how do you not put the ACC champion who won the league by like four or five games? But but I will say, I am glad they kept it consistent with the don't play conference games, you're not going to get rewarded kind of thing because Notre Dame played four out-of-conference games. Three of them were against Valpo and one against Central Michigan. So basically, you can just say they didn't play. Okay, Central Michigan is a postseason team. So Notre, and Notre Dame played – dude, if I remember correctly, Central Michigan beat Notre Dame. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm looking right now. I'll tell you in two seconds. No, they lost eight to four. Then the rest of them got canceled. So. Um, and I mean, Central Michigan playing Notre Dame first game in their regional, but going back to this, I'm glad, I'm glad the committee kept it consistent and didn't give Notre Dame a national seat, just like the big 10 didn't get any respect for not playing out of conference. So, yeah, I mean, because Notre Dame was very similar to the big 10 teams. And if you're not going to, if you're not going to reward big 10 teams, why are you going to reward Notre Dame? I get it. But what this does, and we've talked about this a lot, it sets Texas tech up for another Omaha run just because of how well they play at home they get to host a super regional if they make it through their bracket now it is yep. a tough it is a tough bracket uh army's no joke Arm- tough. army usually competes in these uh and I don't think they've won very many regional games but they're usually competitive which means Texas Tech can't take them lightly and have to, has to throw their better arms and then you got North Carolina and UCLA two of the more storied college baseball programs who recruit the highest level of talent now, of course, neither team put it together all year, and I still am not convinced North Carolina should have made this tournament, but that's besides the point. UCLA is playing good ball now. They're not going to be intimidated by Texas Tech, and UCLA is kind of like a team similar to Florida that plays up to their competition. Whenever they have a big series, they play well. Whenever they play a not-so-good series, they play down to their competition. So I personally expect – Texas Tech to maybe stumble in this regional, but again, their postseason success at home is like you cannot match it with anybody else besides maybe Mississippi State and LSU. Like they um, they, they just know how to win at home, and so if they win this regional, then they have to have either Stanford, UC Irvine, maybe Nevada come to their place. Like I like Texas Tech in that super regional okay, ten times what out if, of ten. What if UCLA and Stanford win? You've got a you've got a super at Palo Alto, UCLA, Stanford. That's yeah, sick. That is sick. Or even UC Irvine, UCLA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that UCLA, UC Irvine series, if it were to happen, would be at Lubbock, wouldn't it? Yep, it would be at Lubbock. Wow. And and then North Carolina, how, of course. Dude, that is dude, there could be absolutely zero fans there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There might be half full. With, with, with Texas Tech baseball, just baseball fans in Lubbock, Texas. Well, there's nothing else to do in Lubbock. So maybe oh. they do show up to the game. Yeah. So 
moving on moving on we got the uh, tucson arizona regional arizona comes in as the five seed and this one there's two there's two regionals that i think they got screwed they got screwed over arizona is one tennessee is the other this arizona regional is loaded dimitri you have arizona as the one seed of course oklahoma state who's one of the hottest teams in college baseball they're coming in as a two seed and you have Santa Barbara, who we had ranked as one of the top mid-major programs in the country, and even number one at one point in the season. And then Grand Canyon, who's also been ranked in the mid-major poll. And they're like number 10. They're like number 10, and they can really swing it. And so the ballpark in Tucson, it, the ball flies, and it's a hitter's ballpark. All four of these teams can really swing the bat. Now, it's like, as far as a pitching edge goes, low-key, I think it might be Santa Barbara. I think they have some dudes on the mound – and this one is going to play out like this one's going to be maybe you see Grand Canyon win opening like the first game against Arizona and then you know Oklahoma State Santa Barbara battling it out I, I don't know like this one I feel like Arizona got screwed you're the fifth I mean, overall I mean, seed Grand Canyon and Arizona already played two split one one so they split the midweek one one I remember yep. that. I, I think one of them was kind of a crazy finish where like Grand Canyon hit a Grand walk Canyon off. Grand Canyon walked them off. Yeah, I do remember that. Dude. So that one gets matched up with. I mean, Santa Barbara. Hey, Santa Barbara's got a potential first round pick. Right, that's what I'm saying. Gravy. That's what I'm saying. Like this, this one is loaded. You Pro Scout. Yeah, I can hear you. You kind of cut out for a little bit, but you're fine. Uh, but Pro Scouts yeah. are going to be all over this regional. I mean, uh, but moving on, we got Oxford. Yeah, I mean, we I got mean, the Oxford Regional um, 12 seed, Ole Miss. A little banged up, but they showed a lot of heart and a lot of – I mean, they proved a lot of people wrong in the SEC tournament, hung in there with, with some of the best teams in the country, won a few games. Now, they, this, one, this one's a tough regional too because you have Southern Miss as a two seed who a lot of people expected to host if they would have won the game against Louisiana Tech and not a far drive. And then you have Florida State, who let's just let's just put it out there. Like they can beat any team in the country at any point. And we saw it in 2019 when they were a three seed at Georgia, ended up making the College World Series. Yeah, like I mean, at the 12 seed, you don't you cannot expect to just be given a, a cupcake regional, but damn. You've got <laughs> three, you've got three, okay. As of two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Florida State had a chance to, you know, play the one seed somewhere. Southern Miss, as of three days ago, was probably going to be the one seed. Yeah, they the were regional. in the driver's seat. Yeah. So, like, this region – and SEMO is not bad. They are not, not bad. Southeast Missouri and SEMO is not a terrible four seed. So, I could totally see Ole Miss losing Friday night to SEMO, but I don't think – I think Doug McKay will – take care of business but yeah well that's the thing with Ole Miss like this is why I think it sets up bad for Ole Miss because Nikhazy is going to have to throw game one unless they unless they get super ballsy and they're going to win they're going to win the game Nikhazy pitches he's been dominant all year then you have to re rely upon a number two guy which will probably be Derek Diamond and we've seen him struggle sometimes this year and Derek Diamond matching up against either Florida State or Southern Miss could be that's trouble a tough win so, I mean, I, I love that regional. I think it's paired up great. I think Tucson and Oxford sets up for Arizona, Ole Miss, Florida State, Oklahoma State, Southern Miss, Santa Barbara, Oklahoma. I think that's a great that's a great matchup. Yeah, I'm pumped for that super regional coming up. Uh, and then the last two series – or last two regionals on the left side of the bracket, Greenville, North Carolina. East Carolina gets a host. And I, I know we talked about this before the show – I think this is kind of a cupcake for a 13 overall seed because you get game one against Norfolk State, who's not going to beat your number three starter. So East Carolina gets to match up against Norfolk State, who's not a not a good team at all. The bottom three hey, or four Hey, teams hey, hey, be careful. Them Quinnipiac Bobcats went in there and beat them game one. But Quinnipiac was so much better than this Norfolk State team. I mean, so much. We, I mean, we can say that, but at the, at the time, you didn't know Quinnipiac would that very with any good. Yeah, but I mean, just conference wise, I figured the Miac is not as good as you know what I mean, right? And but then 
I think it's kind of an easy regional because you get you get Maryland coming down. Maryland finished second in the Big Ten, I know, and they've been really hot. They've won like 14 of the last 15 games, something like that. And then you have Charlotte, who's been struggling. They just went 0-2 in the Conference USA tournament. Uh, although they won the regular season Conference USA, like it's not a team that really jumps off the paper to me in a regional standpoint. Dude. Come on, come on! I just think like this. This would be a great regional for somebody like yeah. But if you're Charlotte, if you're Charlotte going into that tournament, you already won. I mean, you've already won your regular season title. It is it's hard. I don't care what anybody says. It's hard to get more motivated to want more in the Conference USA tournament. You already won the regular season title. This is what they were waiting for. They're waiting for the regional. They're waiting for the postseason, and. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Arkansas ran the table in the SEC. They're just that good. Charlotte is not good enough to just run the table, regular season and sleepwalk through a tournament and it. But, but they're they are real a good team. And Maryland, Maryland is good because I mean, if you're going to say Nebraska is good, you've got to say Maryland is good because they finished one game back of them, one or two games back. I can't remember. So. Like, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe look not, at the Ole Miss I'm not saying like this is a terrible regional. I just think this is a bad, like overall regional for the 13 national seed. Like, I mean, I mean, think of think of Oxford. I mean, you're getting Florida State, Southern Miss, Maryland, and Charlotte. It's somewhat similar. Ooh, I don't know. I guess, yeah, you know what? I guess, but the Norfolk State thing jumps off. Like, they should be given a harder force. Oh, oh, South SEMA would run Norfolk State, right? Um, but it's going to be a good atmosphere there. I mean, we love the jungle. We love the fans at East Carolina. They're going to be ready. Yeah. They, they struggled in the AAC tournament as well. So nobody, nobody in that regional jumps off the paper and saying like, oh, like, hey, they're going to run I away with it. So moving on to, I'm just going to move it on for us, but I know you've been announcing it, but Nashville, before I even say anything about the team, I think Bandy got handed a pretty easy. Reason. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So go ahead and break and give. It I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly why Vandy got handed an easy regional and well, well deserving. Like they're the four overall seed. But when you see Presbyterian, the Blue Hose lining up against you on Friday night, you can go throw Christian Little, your three guy, and he's going to dominate. They've never seen ninety-seven before, and he can win on straight fastballs. And then you have Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter going the next two games against Indiana State's number two or Georgia Tech's two and three. There's nobody in this regional that's going to beat Vanderbilt. They're going to sleepwalk through this regional and get handed a super regional against either Charlotte, East Carolina, or Maryland. And like you, I would bet my left toe, my left big toe, that Vanderbilt ends up in the College World Series right now just based off this matchup. I mean, dude, Ben, if anybody has an easier road, tell me. But I think Vanderbilt has the easiest road to Omaha. Easiest by far as a four seed. And I mean, I mean, would you sit here and agree with me that Nebraska on paper is better than Georgia Tech? Yes. And the number one team in all of the land, Arkansas, got handed Nebraska. And Arkansas has to play the winner of Louisiana Tech, Alabama, and NC State. And you're telling me, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, Charlotte. Maryland, like in East Carolina, they're all good. But I think in terms of ceiling, I think NC State has a much higher ceiling. Way higher. I think I think Nebraska has a much higher ceiling. Louisiana Tech. I mean, Louisiana Tech and I mean Charlotte, but they didn't play each other. So, but I think, I mean, I just think I think the ceiling of those teams is way higher than Maryland, Charlotte, Indiana State, or Georgia Tech. Yeah, I mean, if there's one team Vanderbilt has to worry about, it would be East Carolina. But at the same time, when you're throwing – like, let's just say Super Regional comes up and you have Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter, of course they've been hit around a little bit. But you think they're going to throw their best baseball in the postseason like they like Kumar Rocker did two years ago. You, 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 you would expect that, right. but we don't know. Yeah, If Kumar had control issues – you might have an interesting game. Right. But, I mean, Ben, Florida State or Indiana State, I can't even believe they're both three seeds. <laughs> they right are not even you. in the same realm. Don't get me wrong. Indiana State split with Tennessee 2-2. That was like opening weekend. And they took one from Pitt, but 
we are we are we're talking about we are 50 games in that those first two weekends are not what's going to happen these two weekends you know yeah i cannot believe florida state and indiana state are in the same conversation of three seeds it's so stupid like the three seeds out of everybody like out of the ones and twos and threes and fours like the three seeds are the most like jumbled up florida state handled georgia tech pretty well this year like they took two out of three pretty convincingly and you're telling me georgia tech is the two seed and florida state's the three seed i mean like i get it nashville vanderbilt's the number four overall seed but like that's not even close yeah um, anyways, so before we move on to the right side of the bracket, breaking news that just came out, Houston Baptist hires our boy Lance Berkman to be the head coach. And Dimitri, uh, let's just go ahead and say it. He told us that a week ago, whenever he interviewed with us, he just said yeah, off the record, he said off the record, I'm going to get hired at Houston Baptist as the head coach. Just don't say anything. And it just came out on Twitter. Houston Baptist officially announces Lance Berkman. So congrats to him. I'm pumped to see what he does with that program because I know he's probably bringing over Andy Pettit as his pitching coach. That's what he told us. And when you have Lance Berkman and Andy Pettit in the city of Houston at a private school, they're going to be able to recruit now. They're going to be able to, and they're both smart guys. Like they're going to make that program hopefully better than the Rice Owls. You know what I mean? Like same city, Rice is on the downward spiral. They don't even know who they're going to hire as their head coach. And Berkman's out for vengeance because he's pretty pissed at Rice for not hiring him. Pretty, like, really pissed that Rice won't hire him as the head coach. So we're rooting for Houston Baptist. That might be our team next year. But congrats to him. Anyways, let's stay in Texas. We'll go to the number two overall seed in the Austin Regional, Texas Longhorns. Now, were you surprised to see them jump Tennessee as a two seed? Who? Texas. They're the two um, overall I thought seed. Texas was, I thought Texas was either going to be the two seed or the four seed. Yeah. And that was just based on how they um, ranked um, who – oh, yeah, uh, Tennessee and Vanderbilt. That, that was the only thing I thought. But I think Texas – I think Tennessee is the two seed, but I, I that's, think te- that's just I think irrelevant. I think, well. I think it doesn't matter that much. But it doesn't matter. So I think Texas got hooked up with a pretty easy, easy regional. They have Southern, right, on Friday night. Or Friday, actually, maybe during the day. And so that they don't have to throw Ty Madden. You know, they can throw their, their two. And I forget the lefty's name, but he's been great all year. Throws on Sundays. I'll, his name will come to me in just a second. Um, but they'll throw him, and they'll, they'll save Ty Madden for the winner of Fairfield and Arizona State. Now, nothing against Fairfield. I, I think you put it best a couple episodes ago, Dimitri. They, do they deserve to get in? Probably. Do you think they're the top 64 team in the country? No, not at all. Um, and they had a great season, started 28-0. They're 37-3, and I think, right now. Oh, but, 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 you, but hold on, hold on. You can't say top 64 team in the country because, you know, the automatic bids that are out there, but probably not top 60. We all know, everybody knows that. Right. But they earn their way in through the conference tournament. Fairfield, do they deserve it? Yeah. Are they a top 31 team in terms of at large? No chance. No but chance. And it's because the RPI is all screwed up. The RPI has them at number I'm three. Not, I'm not going to disrespect them for it because they went 35, 36 and two this year, whatever it is. 37 and three. 37 and three, like they deserve it. But I mean, it was, uh, it was like basically what I thought of it as who gets the Christmas present of Fairfield being in their regional. Yeah. As a three seed, like they should be a four seed because if they played the Sanford Bulldogs or McNeese Cowboys or, uh, Wright State or South Alabama, like they would get smoked. Grand Canyon, like they would get smoked. Wait, 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 wait. Why did wait? Why did like? Here's my thing. Before we even get down to that far, how the hell is Wright State a four seed and Fairfield a three seed? That's unbelievable to me. It makes me so pissed. If Wright like, State played just, Fairfield, they would win nine games out of ten. That's what I'm saying. Like how. How did they decide to put Rice State as a four seed? And, I mean, like, did they just want to punish Notre Dame or something for being the ACC champ? Wait, where did you get Notre Dame in this? I mean, not Notre Dame. uh, Tennessee. Like, Tennessee. Like, they just want to punish Tennessee for finishing second in the SEC and losing the SEC championship game. That's what, dude, I don't know. 
I, I don't know, but at the end of the day, like Arizona State is a week two seed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Arizona State is a week two seed. I, they finished like sixth place or seventh place in the Pac-12. Like, cut me a break, man. Texas gets hooked up nice here. And now their super regional opponent is going to be tough because I think this next regional we're about to talk about, the 15 overall seed, the Gainesville Regional in Florida, brand new ballpark. This one is low-key probably my favorite one to watch just because Florida's playing South Florida. South Florida won the American Conference Tournament to get in. Now they're good. I watched them play a few games in that tournament. Like they have some dudes. Like a lot of swagger they, they on their have team. Some dudes. They have some swagger, and uh, and then you have South Bro, Alabama. Hold on, hold and on. Miami. I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you. The Amer- I, I want people to remember. I'm gonna remind people. The American Conference Tournament is a very difficult tournament to win. You had two, and the way this structured is you've got to win a lot of games. You're playing almost everyone for the most part. South Florida with, I mean, you had East Carolina, you had Tulane. I mean, UCF is a talented team. Did they have a good year? No. They played, they underwhelmed a big time. They underwhelmed. But they split a four-game series with East Carolina. Like, South Florida is not just some typical shit can four seed. Yeah, and, I mean, they have they have draft guys on that team I was looking at. They have yep. a few, probably two or three guys that are going to get drafted this year. So that's a scary matchup for Florida. And then you have South Alabama and Miami. And Miami's been playing really good ball. And then South Alabama wins the Sun Belt regular season and tournament. And, like, that's a tough league as well. It's a little bit down this year. But South Alabama is a three tough. seed. Like, that's a tough draw for Miami as the two. And, uh, I, I mean, dude, the Super Regional with Texas and then either Florida, Miami – probably that one's going to be a great super regional i just don't see any way oh my god a miami a miami texas regional just for nostalgic tradition early 2000s sick yeah like 80s 90s early 2000s yeah like like even though miami i think (laughs) i think miami is similar like they're like in terms they have talent but they just they just you know what i you know what i like to tell my friend just stop bullshitting I think Miami was bullshitting around too much this year. Yeah. Like they had leads. And I think Florida was too. That's what I'm saying. Like this regional is a damn, it's a tough regional. But you know what? Miami goes to, if Florida's hosting and Miami's not, Miami goes to Gainesville every single time. <laughs> it's, it's like clockwork every year. Um, anyways, moving on. But, we got the 10 overall national seed, or I guess you can't even call them national seed. And this one I disagree with, but Notre Dame, 10 overall seed, South Bend Regional. They should have been a top eight national seed. Get out of here. Like 100%. No if ands, or buts. They win the ACC, which is probably the second best league in the country. They win it by five games, and you bump them down to a, a 10. Like I thought they had a chance to get up to like five, like where Arizona was at, to be honest with you. And so they get. A I thought I thought Notre Dame would. They I th- I thought they were going to put Notre Dame. They were just going to slip them barely into the national seed picture at eight. Yeah, and so like, I knew time. they were going to disrespect them, but I thought they were almost forced to put them in the, in the top eight seed. Like Texas Tech, they 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 finished in third place in in the Big Twelve. And what did they go? They went like. Uh, like Seven. fourteen and nine. I don't remember. They 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 didn't oh, do great. Uh, okay, Big Twelve play. And then you if have we were gonna Notre sit Dame. here and say if we were gonna sit here and say who is better Texas Tech or Notre Dame, that's beside the point. I mean, maybe Texas Tech is better. Maybe I would say not, so, probably beside the yeah. point. You've got to look at the conference and their resume. Notre Dame resume is ACC champ. It wasn't even close. That's how you gotta look at it. And they didn't do that, but they did keep it consistent. They didn't play hardly any out of conference schedule. They treated them like the Big Ten, which is you know what, at the end of the day. I get it. As long, as long as you keep it consistent, I will not be mad. Right. Notre Dame kind of gets t- – I'm, I'm not even going to say kind of. They get a tough regional that maybe a lot of people don't know about. Of course, you have Central Michigan, who was kind of the, fav- like the favorite team in college baseball regionals two years ago. A lot of energy out of that Hard dugout. 90s. Hard 90s. They do their fun. They dance. Like They have a good time on the baseball field, and they win the MAC and put them in over the Ball State, who was one of the first four out. So Central Michigan's a tough four seed. And then you have Michigan, who was national runner-up runner up in 2019. 
And UConn, who's playing incredible baseball right now, wins the Big East. UConn-Michigan is a 2-3 matchup. I'll be watching that. It's going to be fun. In fact, I want to say... I want to say that's probably my favorite opening round matchup, two versus three wise, UConn, Michigan, just because it's a team that not both teams kind of were flying under the radar, but maybe actually, no, I'm taking everything back. I'm looking at the schedule. Never mind. Take that back. I'm hyped up on that game. It's not even a top five favorite game for me anymore. <laughs> I got a little excited, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit, Dimitri, if Central Michigan upset Notre Dame, those boys would be ready to play. And I hope it doesn't happen just for the pure sanity of ACC versus SEC fans, but if possible. Now, Notre Dame's going to have a tough regional, but even more than that, they're going to have a tougher super regional if they were to advance out because Starkville is going to be the host of that super regional. And just assuming Mississippi State wins uh, the regional against Samford, who's the four seed, winning the South what do they call Southern Conference? I played in the Southern Conference. Can't believe I almost forgot that. And then Campbell, who's been really good all year, one of the top mid-major programs. Big South. Cam- Big South. Yep. Camels, the Fighting Camels. And then VCU, who I think has won like 14 straight games. They have two or three hitters. I think hitting, like have over 18 home runs. The I the mean, Rams. VCU. VCU. They beat Virginia Tech. I think they split with Virginia Tech. They might have a win over Virginia. They beat Liberty, and they split with Liberty. So VCU, oh, my God, I, I just blew that out of my mouth. But VCU is a good team. They're a good team. Campbell's a good team. I think that regional, it's not top-heavy, but it's super consistent. It's super board, deep. Solid right. team. And Mississippi State fans are listening. You guys should be a little worried because the showing in the SEC tournament was flat-out pathetic. And I know it's not going to be like that for the regional. Like they're going to get the shit together. Like they're going to figure it out. It's Mississippi state playing at home, 14,000 fans regional. We saw 2019 with who was it? Miami and central Michigan. Like they had a lot of fun, but it was never even in question. And then when they host Southern Southern within that Southern Remember, Southern almost hit a go ahead grand slam Mississippi state. I think they started, somebody instead of Ethan Small. Yeah. And it got interesting for the first like six or seven innings. Yeah. No, I do remember that. But Southern was much can, better then. But as as far as this regional goes, very deep. It, there's no like when VCU's your two seed, of course they've been playing great baseball, but you're not intimidated by them. It's not like throwing a a Virginia or NC State, somebody who could very well beat you like head head up, like matchup, matchup. VCU is gonna have to really hit the ball and same with Campbell. Like they're going to have to hit the ball against Mississippi's bullpen. I don't see Mississippi state losing this regional, but I think it's going to be yeah, an entertaining series, one. You know what? I think this regional is the perfect trick regional. If you don't know college baseball, you think Mississippi state should walk through this regional with absolutely zero trouble. But if you do know college baseball, because the names will throw you off. You see the, Sanford, yes, Campbell, yes, see, yes, think, yes, hundred percent. Like what you, you think? Like this, you think this regional is a cakewalk. But if you know college, you know Sanford is not. The, uh, they're not the greatest team, but hey, they beat Florida State. I think in twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, they beat Florida State yeah, as a yeah, four yeah. seed. Like Sanford, their pitching is not very good. I will tell you that, but they can hit Campbell and VCU. If you don't know college, but you think they're like, who are these teams? Camels they're and Rams. Like, what the hell? What is a camel and ram doing as a mascot? Yeah. Like, they're pretty good team. But oh. Starkville is going to be nice. It's, I mean, I love I watching think- games like on TV in Starkville. It's just the everything is beautiful there. And I'm not even a Mississippi State fan. I'm pumped they're, for that light, one. The way, hey, look. I love the way their lights are. They have the LED futuristic mm-hmm. light and it's super bright on TV. Yes, and but super regional wise, let's just say Notre Dame gets out of it and Mississippi State gets out of it. The committee is definitely punishing Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's getting punished by the committee being the ten seed because going to Mississippi State, going to Starkville in a super regional, we saw Stanford struggle with it last year. Yeah, you're not winning that. You're not supposed to. But a lot of things can happen. All right, so we have four regionals left before we wrap up the show. Fort Worth regional. TCU, McNeese, 
Dallas Baptist, Oregon State, loaded. Loaded, loaded, loaded. McNeese is no joke. And I'm glad you brought that picture back, Dimitri, of them getting off the off I the flight it. with the cowboy hats and the jeans and the blazers. Incredible college baseball picture. Like one of the best pure pictures in college baseball history, I'll say. And I'm glad you brought that out. It's one of my and, favorite. It's definitely one of my favorite. And they're a good team, man. Who is it? Will McGitt? No. What, what's their stud lefty who we should have got on the podcast and we, we just couldn't find it's a time? Through a no-hitter. Through um, a no-hitter. I think his name's well, Will. No. Will Will Dion. Will Dion. Yes. He's going to be a tough matchup for TCU. Like, really tough. TCU likes to steal bases. They, they don't hit for as much power as they have in the past. He's going to – and a lefty on the mound, like, it's – if if he can limit their base runner and you know limit you know the walks or whatever if he can limit their base runner he might he can he, he McNeese might be on ESPN as an upset alert yes upset alert right here and of course TCU is a better team though and we have to pick some like upsets or like upset potentials this is one that stands out but look Dallas Baptist is a three seed with their postseason success and the program they've built over there. Oof. And then Oregon State. Wait, wait, wait. Be careful, Ben. Don't, 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 don't say a team is good because of their past success. TCU got in the damn tournament because of past success in 2019. Yes. You remember was, that? That was a joke. That was a joke. So, um, but Dallas Baptist, they, I mean, dude, Missouri Valley had Indiana State, Southern Illinois. Don't get me wrong. They went through a rough pass, mm-hmm. but they were still a very good team. Yeah, but Dallas Baptist, Dallas Baptist turned it on. And I remember we talked about it on the podcast, like maybe March, where I was like, dude, Dallas Baptist is getting in this tournament. Like they're they're too good not to, and they were really struggling. And I think you disagreed quite a bit. And turns out they they win the did they win the disagree. regular season too? Yeah, they won everything. Yeah. They're just a really good I did program. I disagree man. with you. I did not disagree with you that Dallas Baptist controlled because we were talking about Southern Illinois going 53 and three or whatever the hell the projection was. And I was like, there's no way they're getting through Dallas Baptist and Indiana state undefeated. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, but then Oregon state is a two seed coming to TCU. We know their postseason success. They're going to have Kevin Abel on the mound and he's a Abel stud. Is probably going to, I think Oregon state is going to beat Dallas Baptist. I, I mean, as the seeding showed, they should, but I think, if I'm TCU, I'm like, why the hell is Oregon State here? <laughs> if I'm TCU, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm pissed. I'm like, why are we getting Oregon State in a freaking regional, man? Especially as this, like, the five or what are they, six overall seed? Like, I'm pissed. I'm like, you give me Dallas Baptist, McNeese, and Oregon State? That's so dumb. So this regional paired with what regional? The Columbia, South Carolina regional, dude. And this one is different than we've seen in the past, where the two seed is hosting. At South Carolina and Old Dominion just last month of the season flies in, not even a regional top 20 regional projected consideration. And they come and win the Conference USA tournament, which we alluded to earlier, an electric tournament, to say the least. A lot of drama, a lot of late inning games, extra innings, walk-offs, home runs, like ball was flying. How about that dude from Old Dominion? I did not know about this until yesterday. He has a torn ACL. Torn ACL. He's Tim Elko. And he, I mean, Elko, Elko looks like he's running more naturally. This dude was Kirk Gibson style around the bases. Kurt Gibson style. He was hobbling. Like he looked like it hurt and he, yeah. he needs surgery. Yeah. Elko scored. I mean, Elko went first and third pretty casually. And I was like, interesting. This guy looks like he is hurting. Yes. And but let's talk about this regional because Old Dominion comes in as a one and they get gifted, straight up gifted yeah, yeah. Jacksonville, who's 16 and 32. And maybe the committee was like, you know what? They have a disadvantage playing on the road. We'll give them an easy first game. You think that was probably the case? I have no idea. Possibly. Like, hey, they're, they're, they're the only the one seed. That smart. Yeah, they're the only the one. That smart. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree with you on that. But I could see them saying, you know what? They're the one seed. They're they're not hosting at their home field. Let's give them an easy four game or four overall seed. Now Jacksonville was pathetic regular season. They were in our bottom ten list. Put, hey, I'm glad they put Virginia in here. The three seed. Virginia is a two seed. As oh, of the last and, month, and South Carolina should be nervous as hell, man. They should be nervous as hell because Virginia is, if not the hottest team, like them and Duke. This might be one of the best pitching matchups 
on on Friday. Yeah, and I imagine Virginia. I imagine Brett Carey's going for, for South Carolina. They have Abbott, and I doubt South Carolina's not throwing Charlie Farr. I mean, not Charlie Farr. Um, what's his name, Ben? Um, Tyler Thomas Farr? Farr. Thomas Farr. Thomas yeah, Thomas Farr. Farr. Um, um, Abbott. I mean, I don't know who South Carolina's going to throw Oh, yeah, but that game, that is not easy. Now, the one thing, the one disadvantage that people aren't talking about with South Carolina hosting this regional, they've been terrible in night games all year. And they might be able to manipulate the schedule where they can only play day games. Just because they're the home team, they're the, they're the host. And if I'm Old Dominion or Virginia, I'm just let saying, let me ask ah. you this. <laughs> We're playing night games. Let me ask you this. I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming it's going to be the same. South Carolina's got to play the afternoon game. Old Dominion gets the night game, correct? Correct. Okay, because I was about to say that would be some bogus if South Carolina got the primetime night game. Yeah, but if you're in Virginia, you're trying to play the night game. Saying like, I you mean, look at South Carolina's record, they're way well below 500 in night games versus day games. Well, anyway, so that's super regional, TCU, I mean, maybe even Oregon State. I mean, that super regional is low key going to be pretty good, but no matter who you get. Yes, no, and and it's going to be, it's going to be really good. I'm going to go back to the Columbia South Carolina regional just real fast. Now that's a hitter's ballpark, and Old Dominion's leading the country in home runs, so I think they're going to end up fine just there. You know what I'm saying? Like I think they're going to end up just fine. They're going to. I know. I think Old Dominion should win it. I think Virginia or Old Dominion. I think, I think Virginia and Old Dominion are my two favorites, even though it's at South Carolina. South Carolina's just been so inconsistent all year. And they have the hardest I – mean, let's break it. Like, they have the number one strength of schedule in the country. They've played all top six teams, I think, in weekend series. Yep. So, no, maybe not Arizona. But, you know, they've played Arkansas. They've played Texas. Vanderbilt. They've played Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and also – Florida. Uh, Florida, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. We played all. We played of them. everybody. They played everybody. Yeah. So it's going to be nice. I mean, I know South Carolina fans are pumped to host, but at the same time, it doesn't feel the same when you're not the one seed. You don't get that easy Friday night game. I don't Anyways, know. If they, I don't. I don't think South Carolina even cares about not being the one seed. They got. They finally got a regional at home again. Yeah. Definitely a step yeah. in the right direction. And so it's the last two series. We got the 14 overall seed Oregon Ducks. Who we've been. I mean, you've been on since day one. It feels like you've been preaching that Oregon's the real deal all year, and they had a great season. And they have a pretty, pretty eh, average regional, I'd say. Like I think Gonzaga should be a one seed, but we really don't know how good Gonzaga is. And then we have LSU, and now this LSU team is giving me the same vibes, the exact same vibes as FSU, Florida State in 2019. Mike Martin's last year, they make an Omaha run. This year, LSU, Paul Maneri, last season, he's already announced his retirement, and they're a three seed. Would you be surprised, Dimitri, if LSU made a College World Series run with a little bit of magic from Paul Maneri? I would not be surprised, but for my sake, I hope they don't because that'll make me look stupid because I didn't think they should be in. <laughs> yes. So if, if LSU goes to Omaha, I look like an idiot. So honestly, selfishly, I hope that did not happen. And it's going to be but a great. It's going to be a great first first game, though. Great first game. We got Marcio for LSU pitching. We got our boy Alec Jacob pitching for Gonzaga. I'm excited for that one. That's yep. going to be a great two three matchup. And then Central Connecticut State is going to go into Oregon. They're not going to win, but they they might make a little little noise. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think of Kent State when they went to Oregon. Yeah, but Kent State was way better. Way better. Oh, way better. Way better. Than Central but Connecticut. They State. were also a four seed automatic bid. So no, they were a three seed that year. Really? I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I'm like ninety nine because I remember looking at that. I think Stony Brook was the the four seed that year that made it, but they were at LSU or yeah. whatever. But so the last series, or not, I keep saying series. The last regional we're talking about is by far, hand, no hand like. 100% the toughest regional, and Tennessee gets absolutely screwed as the three overall seed. Absolutely screwed because they have Wright State, who's one of the best offenses in the country, as a four seed, which we talked about. I mean, Wright State is RPI 27, and they're a four seed. And then you have Liberty, who's been number one mid-major poll for the last two weeks, 
the Flames can beat anybody. Like they've beaten five or six ACC teams this year. And then you have Duke as the two seed, who's just won the ACC tournament. They've won like 14 or 15 straight games. What the hell, Dimitri? How does Tennessee get the short end of the stick here as a three overall seed? I don't know. I don't know. And like, honestly, like Tennessee should still win this regional. Right. I mean, like, Tennessee should win the regional, but dude, that is a tough regional. I mean, Liberty and Duke, that's a great matchup. I mean, they've already played, yeah, they played each other this year. So if they're, if you're Liberty or Duke, you're like, damn, why do we have to play these teams again? Because the postseason's all about getting to play teams you wouldn't normally play. Yeah. That's what's the exciting part about the postseason. But you got to, you got to show up Friday night against Rice State. Yeah, you got to show up Friday night, Wright State, who's a really good team. They steal a lot of bases. They hit for power. And, like, they, they're not scared. Like, they've been a good program for the last decade or so. And, you know, they're not intimidated. Like, they play against Vanderbilt all the time. They play against Louisville. And, and I don't know. Like, they, they're not going to be scared walking into Knoxville. Of course, no. Knoxville is going to be rocking. It, the, the crowd there is going to be incredible. But just screwing over the three overall seed with that regional is – banana land like it makes me feel like the committee didn't watch college baseball i mean yeah no i cannot believe they put yeah i mean between arkansas getting nebraska and tennessee getting there pretty difficult pretty difficult how do you give the acc champion and the big 10 champion to the two best teams in the sec in a regional of course and then people forget like this duke team in 2019 was a super regional team. Uh, they got no hit by Kumar Rocker in the super regionals, but they won, I think, Friday night, game one of that super regional. Yeah. And they they held it pretty close, I think, in, on Sunday for game three. But Duke is a really good program. Pollard, Coach Pollard has them you know, playing the best baseball in the country right now. I just feel bad for Tennessee fans because I feel like in Tennessee athletics, things are just never easy for you. Like you never, never get anything easy. Yeah. But – um, I guess some of the surprising notes that maybe we talked about, maybe we didn't, that I have written down, Pitt doesn't get in. That's a disgrace. Like, how do you not put Pitt in over Alabama, right? Like, and, and Pitt was a... I mean, Pitt almost had double, or they had double the amount of Quadrant 1 wins. So the committee went off RPI pretty strictly for the most part. No. But then, but then you're going to ignore Quadrant 1 wins based on the RPI that you went off of. And you're going to tell me Pitt deserved, doesn't, or Alabama deserved it over more than Pitt? Get out of here. Get out of here. I mean, it's stupid. And I feel bad for Pitt because that, that would have been a – this was the season for Pitt to, like, have a program-changing thing. Like, they, they started, started finally having some traction as a baseball school, and, and they were a top-20 regional host site, and now they're out of the tournament. It's, it's I terrible. Know. I mean, three weeks, you're telling me, I mean, they literally let three weeks decide their season. Yeah, it, it's so dumb. And they had some, and they had COVID troubles too. Remember? And I, I can't believe Georgia didn't get in, but Alabama did. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, Baylor going 0 and 2 in the Big 12 tournament. Now they're the first four Didn't out, like help. the number one team out. So they're, I bet, a lot of sad faces over in Waco, Texas. That's tough. Uh, I, I just, I'm not convinced with North Carolina. I felt like their season wasn't great. And they got in. They were one of the last four in. And uh, I just had another big point I was going to say. Oh, State Farm. The State Farm showdown, beginning of the season. Five of the six teams are national seeds, and all six are in the top 11. So what an incredible tournament that was to start the year. Like, Ole Miss is your worst team, and they're number 11 in that tournament. Uh, let's see. Other big points Dude, that we have. I will say – Hey, going back to the last four in, I'm glad they put Santa Barbara in. Yeah, me too. I don't know if you heard me. I don't know if you heard me. I did. No, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad Santa Barbara made it too. I think West Coast teams are always overlooked just because they don't get the media coverage, but they're gonna be they're gonna be ready to play. And they've built an incredible program over there, and one of the best mid majors out there. And but they're stuck in a tough region with Oklahoma State, Santa Barbara, Grand Canyon, and Arizona. Uh, But so basically. That wraps up our show here. Of course, we're coming back Thursday, and we're going to go through and make some picks and and see, you know, pitching matchups, day night matchups. Probably have a guest on as well, maybe a good guest. Yeah, we have some traction, but we appreciate you guys for all the uh, 
all the following on social media, listening to the podcast. We're going to be back Thursday and then we're going to do a lot of work here this weekend. It's, it's the best time of the year. And Sunday we'll be back or Monday. We'll be back to wrap up the, uh, the regionals. (laughs) 